Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found on Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And in your P Bibles, it begins on, well, it actually begins on page 1490. Oh, wait, I'm in the wrong page. Okay. It is 1591. Okay. Hear the word of God. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child in, in the child Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So this message I have for you this morning is a little bit of a testimony of sorts. I was saying last night at the 11 o'clock service, when you got three sermons packed within 24 hours, sometimes a little difficult to come up with saying something that you're not saying over and over again. We've all heard, do you have room for him in your heart? We've all heard that we need to be like the wise men. So why rehash those messages? I thought, you know, I want to give a message that kind of goes along with what we just read, how Simeon was told something long ago before Jesus was ever born. He understood what the prophet said. He knew this child would come, and then he got to see him, and he rejoiced in the birth of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're doing here today, rejoicing in the birth of Jesus Christ. But if you, maybe some of you may know this, some of you may have never heard this, it may be the first time you're ever hearing it, but Christmas has been under attack for a long, long time. If we pick up this Bible and we read about the birth of Jesus, never in here does it say where, what day he was born. And that's not completely unusual, but at the same time, it's not unprecedented to speak of dates in such a way. We can read the books of First and Second Kings, and we can see so-and-so began their reign on this day, and we can track it down exactly to the day that they began their reign, reign as king. But with Jesus, it just simply says that he was born while shepherds watched their flocks by night. We know that sometimes in Israel it gets pretty cold in December, so maybe they, don't, they weren't watching their flocks by night. Maybe it wasn't December. So just bear with me for a moment. I'm going to get to a, a very good point here. So a lot of people have said Christmas was just created to, to bring in pagan people into the Catholic Church. That's actually false. It's a very, very common belief, but it is 100% false. Because when this all they believe it all happened was around the year 400, Sometime in that century, when Constantine was emperor in Rome, and he was trying to get more people to come to the Lord, he was very evangelical. 
in his beliefs. He actually started the what we now refer to as the institutional church, kind of like what we see happening in our day and age. So he started something that's been around for a while. And he did want to bring pagan people in, but he did not create Christmas to bring pagan people in. So a lot of people will say, well, Christmas is all about pagan paganism and we're celebrating pagan gods. No, we're celebrating the birth spoken of in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. We're not celebrating any pagan gods. Around that time, maybe a little bit earlier, the church started another way to try to bring more people in, started recognizing the holiday of Saturnina, Saturnina, basically the worship of Saturn. And it all had to do with the winter solstice. It started out on December 21st, then it got moved to December 23rd. And since December 25th is just two days later, they say, oh, Christmas is all about celebrating this God named Saturn. No, it's about celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's set the record straight. What really happened? Why did we end up on December 25th? It's really a pretty neat story. Jesus died approximately 33 AD. We don't know 100% for sure, but that's the most agreed upon date. And then in 70 AD, so almost 40 years later, the temple was destroyed in Jerusalem. And people, the Jews were scattered among all of the world. And the people that we now refer to as Christians were both Jews and Gentiles at that time, but there were some Jews that remained to the Judaism of that time. And they were the ones among Christians as well that were scattered throughout the world. About 30 years later, there was a man named Tertullian. Tertullian said, you know, Christianity's on the rise. And he believed, he was a strong believer, he was a philosopher, he was a, a scholar. He said, I want to try to determine when Jesus was born. The Bible doesn't tell us. So what he did was he looked to Luke chapter 2. At the very beginning, we see Elizabeth is with child, who ends up being John the Baptist. And her husband, Zechariah, was the high priest of the time. And he looked at the scriptures, and he sees where Zechariah goes behind the curtain, behind the veil. He's burning incense, and then he goes behind the veil to offer the yearly sacrifice. Once a year sacrifice on the day of Yom Kippur. Always happens in the fall. And then he took what was said to Mary, and he tied it all together, and it seems that six months after this happened, when he found he was going to have a child, and his wife was barren, Mary is told that she's going to have a child. So if we take six months from around the end of September, first part of October, we come into the end of March, first part of April, also the time of Passover. Many, many times, prophets in the Old Testament were either born, they, I'm sorry, they died either on the day that they were born or they died nine months prior to the day they were born or their date of conception. So he reasoned that if Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit on Passover, which lined up perfectly six months after Zechariah had gone behind that veil, he said, if, he, if we add nine months to that, 
Well, he came up with the date. Guess what day Passover was that year? March 25th. Add nine months to it, December 25th. That's where he came up with the fact that Jesus was most likely born on December 25th. This was long before there was a Catholic church that was trying to bring in pagans. This was 300 years before. This was long before paganism was on the rise. It was always around. You can hear about it in the Old Testament. It's been there forever. But long before it became associated with Christmas, he said, I believe Jesus was born on December 25th, simply because he believed he was conceived on Passover, and then he just added nine months. So that's why we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. It's been around for 1,922 years, let's just say, give or take a few. Okay, it's around the year 100 A.D. is when, this, when he reasoned this and wrote it all down. Now, I don't know what they did about publishing back then. Amazon didn't exist, so somehow they spread the word, though, that he believed, and it caught on. And at that moment, it wasn't a celebration of anything other than to honor the day of the birth of the Savior. Because back then, they didn't celebrate birthdays the way we do now. They were very cognizant of when their birthday was so that they could add a year and know how old they were, but they didn't celebrate it as a celebration like we do these days. But it started to catch on, and people said, okay, so let's set aside December 25th. And then as it started catching on, they, they started realizing December 21st was very important to a lot of pagan um, people. Then they realized that December 23rd was very important. They said, you know what? Let's make it a celebration of our Savior. We will celebrate it on December 25th. And that's where Christmas started. So what about all this stuff that seems to be pagan that's coming into it? Well, let me tell you, folks, Monday is moon day. Tuesday is, I can't remember the exact God, but it's basically the fertility God. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're all named after gods. So if you want to avoid paganism altogether, don't celebrate any day of the week because they're all named after pagan gods. Sunday is not for the S-O-N sun, it is for the sun in the sky, S-U-N day. The fact that we have flags for our nations and for our states, that is a very pagan thing to do as well. It is all around us and it is something that we cannot avoid completely. There is paganism throughout our world. It's very unfortunate because if we truly had followed what God had prescribed, we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas. We wouldn't be celebrating Hanukkah either. In fact, we can say that if we want to say Christmas is wrong to celebrate because it's not commanded, then the Jews shouldn't be celebrating Hanukkah. We shouldn't celebrate Kwanzaa. We shouldn't celebrate a lot of things. But what is really the heart of the matter here? is what's in your heart. You know, I often tell people that my daughter was born on the same day as Adolf Hitler. Should I not celebrate her birthday because she shares a birthday with him? No, that's ridiculous, right? Who knows that? So what I'm saying is, what's in your heart? Are you here to celebrate the birth of our Savior? Or are you here to talk about the flashy lights and the bulbs and the trees. And those are great things, and they bring joy to the season. But if your heart 
is pure, if your heart is looking to God, if your heart is saying, I'm here to celebrate my Savior, that's what God looks at. Now, if you start to stray from that, then God will bring you back. It's not for me to bring you back. I'm here to teach you the truth, and God will work it in your lives. So I'm here to say that many years ago, here's the testimony part, 2004, I met a man that I worked with. Um, we, I was working for the health plan. We just bought an office in Maslin, a, a health insurance company in Maslin. And there was a man there. The first thing I noticed about him was he had tassels on his jeans, a blue and white tassel right here and here on each corner and then on the back as well. And I knew what it meant. They're called seats. In the Bible, I believe it's in the book of Numbers. Yes, it's in Numbers. God commands the Israelites to wear these tassels on the edge of their clothes so that they will remember to keep the law. It was a it was a commandment that God had given. And many Jews to this day will wear blue and white, and I believe it was specified blue and white cord in the Bible. They will wear that on their, their clothing in some way. So I thought, oh, this man must be Jewish. So I started talking to him. You know, I was very interested. And he's, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm Messianic. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I used to be a Christian, but now I'm a Messianic. And so he explained to me that he gave up all of Christianity. I said, what about the New Testament? He'd go, oh, no, no, I, I believe in Jesus is my Savior. I believe in the New Testament. Long story short, I started talking to him. And at that time, I was searching for my identity in Christ. I didn't know who I was in the Lord. I was very lost. Strong believer. I was a pastor, but I was very lost in not knowing who I was in the Lord. And I caught on to it, and I said, oh, I need to start giving these things up too. He got me to the point where in 2006, I was ready to tell my wife, we're not celebrating Christmas this year. I wrote an email to my pastor, said, I'm no longer celebrating Christmas. I hit send. He never got it. Praise God, he never got it. Okay, God stepped in. Did talk to my wife about not celebrating Christmas. She says, you go do your cult thing. Me and the kids are celebrating Christmas. And then I sat down with God one day and I said, God, I'm confused. What's going on? And that's when he told me, what's in your heart? That's what matters. So I wrote a letter to my friend and said, look, I'm celebrating Christmas. It's not just because it's tradition, not because it's what I grew up with, but it's because I want to celebrate the birth of my Savior. He wasn't born on December 25th. I don't care. I said, I don't care. I'm celebrating it. Whether he was born in October, April, or January 1st, I don't care. I don't care. I'm celebrating his birth because that's what I want to do. So he told me, and this hurt me for a long time. I believed it. He, he pulled out a verse out of Hebrews. I believe it's chapter 6, verse 4, but it might be 4, 6. I cannot remember right now. But basically it says that those who have come to know the truth and then turn away cannot put Christ on the cross again, and therefore there is no salvation for them. It does not mean you can lose your salvation. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that if you are told the truth and you don't accept the truth, then you're not going to heaven because the whole point, the way we get to heaven is by accepting and believing the truth that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. 
So anyway, I thought, man, if I celebrate Christmas, I'm going to hell. So I celebrated it, but in the back of my mind, I'm saying, God, please forgive me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really confused. But over time, the Lord started leading me to understanding the true meaning of Christmas, which is that Jesus was born. The Bible tells us that. That Jesus did live. The Bible tells us that. And not only was he born and lived, there were many people who told us about it prior to that happening. It is an important thing. And that's when I started studying about Tertullian and, and Constantine and learning the truth about Christmas. So if you are at all concerned that maybe you're doing the wrong thing, take it to God, because God could have you doing something different. I'm not saying that this man I met in 2004 is wrong. It's what God has him doing for a purpose. But that purpose wasn't for me. And I'm not trying to be relativistic here. I'm saying that God does call people to different aspects of ministry to lead different people to the same truth that Jesus Christ was born and lived and died and rose again so that we can have salvation, so we can have freedom, so we can have healing, so we can have love, so we can have so many things. And if you get there through celebrating Hanukkah or celebrating Christmas, as long as you get there, it's okay. It's okay. So don't let anyone ever, for any reason, whether it be Christmas or anything, tell them that what you're doing is wrong. That's God's choice to tell you if you're doing something wrong. And trust me, he'll let you know, and you will understand, and then you'll have a choice to choose to follow God or not. But no human being can tell you I can lead you to the truth, but God will have you accept the truth. I can give you the facts, but God will give you the truth. It is his job, not any other person. So that's the brief history of Christmas, my little testimony about how I almost gave it up. But praise God, I didn't because I love Christmas and I love being here this morning. And I love the fact that all of you are here and I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the greatest gift of all, your Son. So much we don't understand, so much we still need to learn, so much about him that I pray we can all someday fully understand and grasp and teach others about. But thank you, Lord, for his birth. No matter what day it occurred on, we celebrate it today, and we thank you for it. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We thank you for being so full of grace and mercy and love to have all of us come to you to find freedom in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.